You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Fobes, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Hi, uh, it's great to be here. It's it's so great to have you, Ben, although I shouldn't have spoken. I'm a little out of turn. As the guest, I should wait yeah, for you, you should to wait. me. So. Uh, hi, folks. It's, it's great to be back on, as usual, doing our weekly shtick. Uh, this is, I mean, I know this is like a bit for you guys, but this is my real dream. Me and Mike podcast. <laughs> oh, Ben, I'm sorry. Did you hear that? Oh, no. I'm here to do this episode and no more episodes because oh, I'm done no. with the podcast. You're All crying. Right. <laughs> uh, well, you've already heard that we have, you know, not another origin story, all-star and unofficial third member, uh, Mike Hayes, is with us. Look, Mike's is hyped up because we watched a movie about betrayals and, and, mm-hmm. and, and taking honor back and he mm-hmm. just wanted to take uh take my clan uh yeah. the, this this podcast clan i'm taking and, yeah. all local podcasts mike <laughs> is trying to take over your position as the second in suicides of podcast yeah because yeah, if you want to go into mike's if you were to go into mike's podcast shrine something that we all have um you would find a not another origin story coffee mug those were discontinued mm-hmm. because of the um uh, there the was, lead, it turns yeah, out lead, lead paint, yeah, is still not good for you. Who knew? But Mike, Mike kept one of those, and that proves that he is mm-hmm. disloyal to his own podcast. Well, otherwise known as B Movie Mania. No, that would be he's disloyal to us. I feel like you didn't watch this movie, Ben. I may have just sort of zipped through to some of the uh, spicier parts. <laughs> it's all spicy parts, except for like that law in the middle where like literally nothing happens. You guys remember this movie poster that says uh, Lone Wolf and Cub, colon, Sword of Vengeance, and then below it, just, it's all spicy parts? <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a good long line. <laughs> so I remember the poster. trailer. It was like, come see all spicy parts. No one will be seated during the spicy parts. <laughs> huh. This one's rated double spicy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's great. I like, especially that trailer with all of it. It's just that, those peppers in a frying pan. Just, <laughs> yeah, I like that it's movies great. are now rated like their dishes at Chili's. Yeah, <laughs> I have a quick question. Yeah. Is spicy spicier than mild spicy? This has always driven me crazy. Huh? What's spicier, spicy or mild spicy? Spicy, spicy, right? But yeah. mild implies it's mild. Yeah, which exactly it, means less. Which modifies the spice. Only a little, yeah, so only a little bit of spice. So it's it's less than spicy. Yeah. Yes. Spicy okay. is spicy is more than mild spicy. I don't think often restaurants do that. I've I think never seen think... something say mild spicy. No, they just say mild. <laughs> I've, no, I've seen mild spicy. Oh, well, I'm sure. It's almost as if every adjective adds a level of spicy, but it's just throwing off what should be a very simple system. It's it's effectively saying less spicy. Okay. Yeah. Just use. Yeah, you don't want to say less spicy. That's sounds... look restaurants. Yeah. Just just use just use a a, a a a incrementally larger number of peppers. It's fine. Yeah. That well, helps yeah. me out. That's yeah, you're like I, I can. I can do one pepper, I can do two peppers, three peppers. Or like how much steam is coming out of a, a cartoon person's ears. Either way. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There should just be a voluminous amount. Yeah. So are you are you suggesting that it should just be the logo to the Warheads candy? Like yeah. That should yeah. Just, yeah. But depending on how big that steam cloud is, that, mm-hmm. that A-bomb mm-hmm. of spice, that's how you know. What, are we still talking about movies? <laughs> no, well, the Warheads movie is coming out real soon, guys. Somehow I feel like that could be a real thing. It, oh, someday I can only hope so. I mean, well, welcome back to uh, well, products. Yes, so you may have welcome realized. back to Spice Guys finish last. Uh, our coverage ah, of spicy. <laughs> I'm your Spice Master General, Michael Hayes. <laughs> and I'm Sugar and Spice. Everything spice. Uh, All the spicy parts. <laughs> Um, uh. <laughs> so I guess we'll just go ahead and introduce also, the movie I feel like now there because was a, a joke for like Supreme Court spicedus or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> now I'm gonna go ahead and just tell you what the movie is at this point because undoubtedly Pogues has edited everything before this sentence out of the episode. So yeah, you guys don't realize this. I cut out six to seven fake podcast <laughs> names per episode. <laughs> Yeah, if you tune into an episode, it's just Mike starting with his plugs, and wait, then it ends ten seconds later. Wait, wait guys, guys, what? Scovillea. Oh, oh, Anthony Scovillea. That's pretty good. Thank you. All right. That's fucking solid. Please continue with the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we finally figured out a way to lose our entire audience. 
or gain this all those hotheads out there. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> They'll think we're a burrito podcast now or something. I don't know. <laughs> Let's talk about ghost peppers. It's called Burradio. It's our burrito podcast. Burradio. Oh, Burradio. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into this. It's like I'm. It's like I'm walking into a trap where this just continues. So, so Mike, tell me about your burrito. The uh, burrito I have in front of me now is, uh, I'd say, maybe seven, eight inches long, uh-huh, with yeah. a diameter of probably about two and a half inches. What are we yes. talking girth wise? Yeah, give us that. Give me that me girth. Give me a girth. Score. I love a girth, girth burrito. Score. <laughs> I, I, I remember. Get... Is it mild girthy or girthy? Oh. <laughs> Oh, one is more than the other. It's how many, full on how many girth. girths are there in the picture? We got one girth, well, two girth. Well, just the, use pictures of Garth. The, just how many girths is there? There's about two girthy Garths. Ooh. And all right, girthy Garths is gonna have to be the uh, the, the punctuation on, on this bit that we want to add. Um, mm-hmm. Guys, don't worry. It's only been 28 minutes. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, we have not covered a movie that includes burritos. Uh, or no. really, I think I don't think anyone eats in this. Actually, um, uh, come to think of it, um, no, the baby does. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does. He doesn't get up in there. That baby so goes we, to town on something, and it is. It's, <laughs> boobs. I did. Yeah, it's boobs. Let's just call it what it is. He had a nice, happy boob meal. I quit, I quit the podcast. Uh, if we, if you have not listened to the minisode, uh, you may not be aware of what our current movie is. Of course, you can probably read the title. It's called Milk Suckers 5000. Okay, well. And our new podcast, Breastfeeders. Where's, where's the stop button on this thing? Oh. <laughs> How do I erase this forever? Mm-hmm. Siri. Um, oh, wait, we have covered. Breastfeeders? Would that have been a better joke? You know, we'll come back to this one later. <laughs> we have covered a movie... Different than our first foreign, <laughs> our, our first uh, foreign film, I think. Uh, our first foreign foray, yeah, yeah, that's right. All subtitled, unless you watch some sort of weird dub. Which no, I hope you didn't. Subs. I've seen the dub of Shogun's Assassin, oh. and it real bad. Um, Subs, not dubs. But we decided to break out. Obviously, we've been covering uh, American comic book movie adaptations for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, but just because it's coming up on three years, and we have barely ventured outside. Uh, of the uh, uh, basement, uh, 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 yeah, we have barely ventured outside of the basement or uh, American films. The closest we got to a foreign film was doing a movie with Jean Claude Van Damme, whose accent <laughs> could just be described as European yeah. in well, some yeah, way. I mean, he's, he's Bulgarian, I believe. I mean, like, weren't you good, here for that episode? Cool, cool guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I was here for Time Cop. Yeah. That's a great episode. If you guys haven't listened to Time oh, Cop, I love Time Cop. That contains um, one of my favorite jokes from the podcast. You listen to it and tell me what you think it is. All right, keep going. <laughs> uh, this film is an adaptation of an extremely popular and long anthology manga known as Lone Wolf and Cup. Uh, it is basically available in just about every store you could find. I think if you go to a comic book store and they only have like one shelf dedicated to like Japanese manga, they it's will like, have it's like this. Akira, this uh, <laughs> Battle Royale, and maybe Berserk. Yep. Yeah, that's a just about right. And obviously some to most sorted uh, non-sequential Naruto's. Yeah. And um, then a DVD of Old Boy. Yeah, and a DVD <laughs> of the original Old Boy. Fall, like next to the remake, the American remake with uh, <laughs> Josh Brolin and Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. That's right. You Thanos get to see and Thanos Scarlet Witch. sleep with then... Scarlet Witch and their father-daughter. Spoilers. Am I, am I crazy that I think Spike Lee did that movie? There's a good chance. We don't, we don't really know movies on this podcast. Oh, we only follow right. movies that are based on comics. I've never seen another film. But uh, Lone Wolf and Cub was adapted in 1972 into yes, one likely. of, I think... Oh, boy, damn. Nice Why? Work. It's wow. so confusing. Yeah, it is very confusing. It's very confusing. Why did he do that? Why did he make a good movie bad? I don't know. Um, I actually haven't seen it, but I... Uh, it's, on... it's, not, it's not as good as the Korean version. Yeah, that's not surprising. Um... But but Lone Wolf and Cub is uh, even the is, is a super long anthology. I mean, I don't I don't have it in front of me, but I'm assuming it's like I don't know, like twelve books, or is that low? Is it's it more? Twenty eight volumes. Damn. Okay. At least in the at least in the versions that Dark Horse released that I owned, it's twenty eight. 
Uh, that's a spicy manga. That is a spicy manga. Mike, uh, how many spices? It's, it's girthy. It's real girthy. They're the girthiest peppers you've ever seen. But they're mild Sorry. peppers, so it's very confusing. I need a conversion chart for this system we've invented. Um, but it, it was converted into about like seven fucking movies throughout the mm-hmm. 70s and early 80s. And then eventually, the first two were recut into a movie known as Shogun Assassin. That is something that people probably have seen. Um, if you've, but if, if not, you've seen it, you're most likely to have seen that, if it, or at least be familiar with it. It's in Kill Bill. It's uh, yes. the movie that he, she's watching in the second part, where the kid's talking about how his father was the most famous assassin, which is not the plot of the movie. So the, the Shogun's assassin is actually not the plot of the comics. He's not an assassin at all. That's not what he does <laughs> until later, after he no longer works for the Shogun. So the film starts off as a lie, really. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. And it was adapted into a film by uh, some of the crew and director and, and creative staff that worked on one of Mike's favorite franchises known as Zatoichi. Mm. So I am curious to hear what you think this movie compares to and is like. Because if I'm not mistaken, isn't there a part of the Zatoichi epic where he has a kid in a cart? Yeah. Uh, shoot, I forget which one it's called. But yeah, there's one. Uh, not in a cart. He, he oh, like uh, carries him along. Just a baby born? But there's just, he has a baby. He's taking care of someone's baby, delivering the baby to someone. Um, gotcha. And he has to travel across you know, Japan and oh, fight fight baddies along the way while trying to change diapers. And it's, what's, it's a pretty what's, great. Uh, what would people most notice about Zatoichi? He is a blind swordsman. Who doesn't he? He travels pretending to be a masseuse, right? Yeah, well, no, I think he is a skilled masseuse. Uh, yeah, but that's so sort of like his way to get into things, right? A lot oh, of times yeah, yeah. He's, he's a masseuse. Yeah. And then he ends up gambling and somehow winning gambling because he's really good at hearing. So you he can hear the dice and when someone's got a weighted one or mm. fucking shit up. And then he just blindly just slays everybody. So, quick question What's harder to do uh, as a blind swordsman? Fight people or change a diaper? Definitely change a diaper because unless the kid's think. farting, you got no sound to know where you're at. <laughs> yeah, yeah a tough you, one. it's just gross because you can't if you can't see, you got to use your sense of touch. Yeah, so you're gonna right. be like, like, weird. like yeah, after you've cleaned looks... up, you got to get down and just take a strong whiff, yeah. and that's not nobody wants. To and then do that. and then you smell. It, you're like, oh no, and you're like, where is it? You got to like touch and be like, oh, oh where's the poo? And they cover this in the movie, I assume. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's he, real details about how he does. He's under a lot of trouble with child welfare services. He's no. not allowed near a school anymore. They come in. The child welfare service comes in, and then he's like, this is just what i got to do. And then they check the butt. And they're like, that is the cleanest butt we've actually ever seen. You're fine, sir. Thank you. he's like, you're and welcome. And then he pulls out his sword and kills them all because it turns out they were assassins. I've That's seen true. a few of these movies. Classic Zatoichi. Uh, so, Pokes, you are, uh, as you described in the minisode, a massive fan of Yes, I actually manga. reread the first uh, I'm up to like three now. I started rereading the series, so this was probably a mistake to watch this movie because now I have to invest like four months of my life to reread 28 volumes of this book. But uh, I read the first one just so I'd have it to see how close it mirrors it. And I was surprised to see that this film is actually written by the, the guy who wrote the manga. Yep. Which I was oh, kind really of surprised rare. at that he would write the screenplay. And then he makes some very bizarre changes to what should have just been a very straightforward like it, it's it it very closely mirrors the first uh, like graphic novel or the first collection, and I was like, oh, that's really cool, you know. Like as I'm watching it, but they make a bunch of really weird changes that I could not figure out why they did it. It was just a, like really odd. One of the um, one of the earliest ones happens to be the the breastfeeding scene. Which... I that that's that's added is is what you're saying. Kind no, that's they change oh. why a woman needs. It's in the comic. Uh, he walks around with a sign that says "sword for sword for hire, baby for hire," mm-hmm. and uh, this woman stops him, or he gets stopped by these people, and he asks if they'll if he'll really rent out his son. He says, "Yeah," and he said, "Go ahead, the boy needs to eat because he knows the woman needs to do it." But she's not insane. Her son and her husband oh. were murdered by what turns out to be corrupt police who are trying Mm -hmm. to force these two groups of Yakuza to fight to kill each other. And it's like this whole thing. And so she is like, she had an infant. So she needs to like nurse because it's painful for a woman to not nurse. If she, 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 there's no pump and dump back in the day. Yes, exactly. 
So she does this, and then it's like a whole thing in the story where he then goes and saves them from all killing each other and all this stuff, and he, you know, murders all these people in like a an absurd way with like a nagamento that he hides inside of the baby carriage and it's gruesome but for some reason they take that out and it's just a crazy woman who forces a baby to suck on her boob yeah which it's, is deeply it's, upsetting on so many levels <laughs> yeah, it is. which is how we should get to how this movie kicks off so this was this is movie one so you are being first introduced to this main character that will last seven movies and um opening scene is a toddler's execution yes and this is something that i feel like I don't recall this scene being in sort of the the Shogun's Assassin because I feel like to the Japanese they're like no I, I get this like culturally I understand what's happening sure. to American audiences you're like is this grown man about to cut the head off of a what appears to be a six year old child at the oldest and you're oh, like you wait what the fuck is estimating the age yeah well, I was not yeah. a six year old yeah he was probably like four. But no, no, like, I was like a two-year-old. But what's three, crazy maybe. is too is it's like terrible not only, twos. Not yeah. only is he getting ready to kill this kid, he is a ro- in a room full of grown men who are just like, "Yeah, it's gonna happen." Like they're upset. Here we but go. They don't try to stop. You're like, why won't somebody stop him? Like culturally to Americans, I just feel like that doesn't translate well. It's but, a weird thing from an American audience perspective because you're as I'm watching this scene, I in my head, in the back of my head, I'm like, "All right." We, here we are with our villain. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> the baby murder. You can't get more villainous than that. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, oh, it's the hero? <laughs> <laughs> yes, which, so, which really shows the difference between, like, the idea of, like, honor in Japan. And, like, yeah. it's, I mean, it's unfortunately long-lasting. Uh, I mean, Japan has, like, an extremely high suicide rate, unfortunately. And part of it is due to the idea of losing your honor. So... It's kind of a bummer it's still hung out, you know? They, but, they do have a couple unique words for, for, like, being a failure in a specific field of study. Yes, it's, it's very... You wouldn't think... You think just failure would be a good enough word, but no. So, Pugs, maybe you could enlighten me here. Because the reason... So, we, this child that he, he kills, this child who has to commit seppuku... Yes. Uh, ...is the lord of a region, right? Yeah, they never, so, they never truly explain, even in the comic why the child has to be killed but the idea is his family did something and yeah. his father is dead and so to atone they have to kill the last of the line because yeah, this family I, is to be they're going to be expunged from the official records in Edo, so they're no longer going to be considered samurai and so yeah, what, as punishment this kid has to kill himself which is like an absurd thing and since he's so young they don't ask him to actually do it he just has to pantomime yeah, and then they cut his head off. Yeah, yeah, which I guess is like at least better than asking a kid to stab himself. But it is like yeah. while you're watching, you're like, I don't understand what the fuck is going on, and they never truly explain why the kid, why he's killing a kid in the comic. I think, I think having watched the movie, my speculation is that it's supposed to show what the Shogun is trying to do. That's like the end of them having done all this stuff. They've taken over another like region or whatever right so they finished that so they're starting yeah. a new they're going to take over another clan and it so was this sort is of, them yeah that. I, I think it I was think. kind of to sort of explain that uh i mean at the time the in in historically the tokugawa shogunate was like not great in general they they sort of like slowly became worse and worse as they went on mm-hmm. and they started to get really strict because they were so afraid of uh like revolt because it had taken them so you know there's like the warring states period and all this crap where it was like constant warfare so they become, like, ultra strict to, like, they de-arm everybody. Like, peasants aren't allowed to have any weapons, and if they're caught, they, they're they executed and all this stuff. And they really, like, the whole point of, like, the, of this comic is it's supposed to be sort of what, so, like, in Japan, they kind of consider the end of, like, the true form of a samurai, which is, like, samurai with honor. And it just became, like, it's sort of like samurai were just, like, really rich people who could do whatever they wanted. And they kind yeah. of lost their sense of honor, like in history. So it wasn't like the, so. In the comics, they make a big deal that Ogami Ito, uh, who's Lone Wolf, is he's like the last true samurai. He's like the last one who really embodies what it really means to be a samurai. And so I think this was supposed to start showing to be. I think that's why they're killing it. So it's like people are like, oh, this is in the decline of the of the shogun, where okay. like it was sort of going downhill. Where they were like, yeah, let's kill a kid. 
because we're so afraid something's going to happen. Let's murder a child because we we think we have to. And I think that's what the goal is. But I can't say that for sure. But that's my that would be my guess. Yeah. So real like they've seen like they watched those air, last Airbender movie and stuff yeah. Like that. yeah. They're like yeah. There's good kids. Got He's coming today. back. He might get a tattoo on his head and we yeah. in some trouble. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 for a cold open, it's an absurd way to cold open a movie. <laughs> With just Toddler like a vague murder. voiceover that doesn't really yeah. explain anything. Yeah, just 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 kind of weird clinical toddler murder, and then we roll right into um, what's what sort of sues me as a as, as a movie watcher, which is the dope soundtrack of fucking mm-hmm. like spaghetti western guitars oh, and yeah. Japanese drums and flutes, Some and I can listen to that western. all day. Yeah. <laughs> That's and that. That persists through the whole movie, but that was suddenly like really set a weird tone for me. Yes, because it does not fit the mo- like it doesn't fit like the era they're going with. You're just like I don't think music yeah. sounded like this back then. There's a guitar, and it's kind of like yeah, it's yeah, a it's little, like real dirty, like distorted guitar. And the, se- the the next scene we get essentially mm-hmm. is what we just described earlier, which is an insane woman charging up to this now up like son uh son and father and like and, and just like breastfeeding her child because she's gone full-on insane i'm like yeah. boy movie just like whoof <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's like it's aggressive because it's just like straight to boobs and i was like oh i don't know if this part was like and having just read the comic i was like all right well it's at least done slightly less creepy in the comic this was just like like the director was just like i want to show some boobs like right away it's just so out of place and then like it was the 70s what's weird is like everything in lone wolf and cub the the manga like it all ties in like he's constantly like doing weird stuff and you're like what a bizarre thing for this guy to decide to do but then it ties into like some mission he has and you're like oh wow i didn't see that like how it tied together that's really Mm -hmm. interesting this character never appears again we have no idea who they're talking about about how her son died because she had to get rid of it you're like oh well maybe that's going to be he's going to go to town and murder the guy who took her son no right. yeah she's never brought back up again there's so a lot it's of just murder. very weird to put in and then be like well that seems done there's a lot of vengeance that you expect from certain things that are dropped in mm-hmm. that that doesn't come or does not come right away which no. we'll get to later on but uh post one thing i wanted to ask you about is in the comic there is a very particular visual of lone wolf and cub now cub in the movie i would say seems pretty accurate yeah lone cub wolf... cub looks just like he does Di- uh, digora looks perfect they cut his yeah. hair real weird he's a little kid are you gonna lone mention wolf. that uh that <laughs> Ido looks wolf... like he might have edoed too much <laughs> <laughs> yeah lone wolf looks less like sort of a cut like romantic hero lone wolf looks like, like... If i was a samurai <laughs> Lone Wolf looks a bit like a gym teacher. <laughs> um, Lone Wolf looks like Lone Wolf after he's completed his vengeance and he just lets himself go. <laughs> Later, there's a scene, too, where they make him disrobe. And I was like, guys, come on. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to demean this guy and be like, you can't be chubby and be a samurai. But it's like the whole thing is like they build up that this guy's supposed to be like the ultimate samurai, the ultimate warrior. He's a killing machine. And then you look at him and you're like, that dude couldn't run a mile. Like, he can't get in a sword fight. He's gonna black out midway through. There, there is a scene where he's running, and you see him like uh, from like the camera's kind of underneath his head as he's running, and it's and he does look visibly winded. Yeah, yeah, yeah he looks like he is. He's sweating in a way that you're like, I hope that dude's got a fever, because otherwise, <laughs> like a person should not be that moist from a gentle jog. I mean, it's humid. It can be humid in Japan, so maybe you know, maybe it was that, that time of year. <laughs> I guess <laughs> the sweat season. Yeah, it's just the mon- it's the monsoon season, right? So I don't know. Is it humid during that time of year? I don't it, know. It's also like kind of crazy too. Is like I mean, he's supposed to be like a wandering samurai. Who's uh, I mean, I'll give you the the plot is that they don't really explain for like ever. He is taking all this money and he's actually keeping it because he's going to use it to buy basically like bombs to blow up Ito. So Did that they mention like that? to. No, that's in like late. I mean, it's like volumes and volumes into the comic, and that might even be. Oh. I know he keeps all the money. I think that's what he buys. Is he buys a bunch of bombs, and he's gonna like blow up the the Yagi. That's how he's gonna destroy him. He's basically just gonna go and blow up their house. Like it's like in, it's like he's gonna start a fight, 
And then when they show up, he's just going to throw bombs and kill them all. And you're like, wow, that's fucked up. Because it's like really, that's like a really anti-samurai thing to do too, is like to blow someone up. So they don't really, you know, in this, you're just like, I I mean, I don't, they also do like, they do it in the comic too, where they're like, oh, it's 500 Ryu or whatever. And it's like, cool, I don't, is that a lot of money? Is that a little bit of money? Oh, yeah. Like, I not need... Not knowing the conversion. Yeah, could you convert... Because, like, it's not even in yen. So give me something that I at least know the value of. I'm like, is that... I, I'm really confused. How much money is that? But in terms of... In terms of Pokes, we always talk about this. In terms of an origin story... Mm. Uh, we, we, like to, we like to talk about the 30-minute mark. And I kept track of this one. This one managed to accomplish it. Despite a bit of a slow start, we do get that early flashback that shows his wife being killed and the and the um was it the Yagu clan yeah. that uh mm-hmm. that 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 uh betrays him and attempts to frame him by planting a uh an opposing clan shrine in his No, okay. His shrine this is also office. something so Japanese that like <laughs> That you're just like this it's, makes no sense. I don't understand. Yeah. It, it, the, the, what is the logo? The 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 flower. All right, Ollie Hockley. Yes. Ollie Hockleaf. Yes, which is the. All right, in Japan, all samurai families have a crest. <laughs> they call it a mon, and mm-hmm. each family has like their own separate crest. The Tokugawa, which are the shogunate, theirs is called the Hollyhock, and it's these three Hollyhock leaves pointed together. Only a member of their family could wear it. So that's why it's such a big deal that they let Lone Wolf wear it when he's the when he acts as the I, I don't know how you say the word like Kaishaku or something I don't know how you actually pronounce it but it's the he's person the executioner right the set yeah the second in a in a ritual suicide which is after the person cuts their stomach open and then lifts the knife up to their rib cage somebody cuts their head off so they don't have to sit there because it takes you like minutes to die that way it's very painful so this person cuts your head off so you die instantly. And so this was like a big role. So to symbolize that it is the Shogun who is actually killing them, Ito gets to wear the Hollyhock crest. And so it's like a huge honor. Now this temple he has is where he has, they're called Ihas. They're like a Buddhist, they're like a Buddhist thing where you write the name of a deceased person and you uh-huh. have them and you pray to them. as like a thing that you hope that if they're, that they made it, to enlightenment or that they've been reincarnated in a good way and you hope because uh japanese buddhism is really heavily influenced by shinto the religion that was in japan before buddhism came there they like you know you're like well you hope their spirits looking out for you or whatever so what he is doing is he has a temple where he prays for all the people he has killed all the people he's cut their heads off which is like a really honorable thing to do and he prays that despite what happened to them in this life they get reincarnated into a life where they can achieve enlightenment so that's what he's doing. What the crime is, is that someone has snuck in and put one of these tablets that has the symbol for the Shogun on it, meaning he's praying for, like, the death of the Shogun is basically what they're trying to claim. Oh, okay. Which would be considered an ultimate, like, a, like, there's, like, a story later they tell it, where they explain how he gets chosen to be the second instead of the Yagyu clan, which is he gets in, like, there's, like, a fight to see between him and another guy who's better. And at one point, the guy, when he, he goes to strike a blow against him, points his sword, and Ido just stands there and lets him basically, he loses. But the sword tip, if Ido wasn't standing there, would be pointed at the Shogun, which be, which would be considered like an affront. So by standing in front of it, Ido's the better samurai, because he would like die to save the Shogun. So it's like all this weird stuff where like the Shoguns are like deified. So that's the whole point is... Which is, like, absurd when you think about it. You're like, well, he's got a tablet in here. So, I mean, like, it also doesn't make any sense because couldn't he just be like, well, I'm praying for all the dead shoguns because this isn't the first one. There's been multiple. There's been previous shows. So I don't really understand why it's such a bad thing. It's I understand why they say it is, but I don't get why he couldn't just be like, well, it's not mine. Or just be like, yeah, I'm praying for the dead shoguns. And people would be like, oh, that makes sense. That's very nice. (laughs) That was a ton of incredibly, I assume, accurate buddhist and japanese honor traditions and i'm super impressed yeah. yes this, some of that comes from my love of this comic my my degree in eastern religions which has gotten me so much work just kidding <laughs> and i was super obsessed with samurai when i was in high school um but but this scene is the first scene not to disrupt what was in a deluge of useful information and now i'm going into a stupid joke 
But this scene was the first in many scenes, which include my favorite audio element of this and many other movies, which is what I call the action flute, which is when <laughs> some shit's about to go down. There's a little flute chord, and I love it, and I want to make it my ringtone. Well, there, there is some great, like classic 70s samurai like 80s 70s like samurai music that does you're just like what the fuck is happening <laughs> and um yeah you basically get I, I don't know man it's just crazy um so i had a question here that that i i was struggling i think mike and i were both struggling with, which was during the movie you have a sequence with him the first action scene of the movie which is him uh, decimating the Yahoo clan that comes to frame him and destroy his family, and they do succeed at killing his wife, of course. Um, and they and they are chased out into sort of a tributary in this river. Yes, and having... his house is next to this extremely <laughs> nice waterway. His house yes. is a waterfall in its yard, which feels yeah. like, damn, dude, you rich. And he heads out, and he gets into a. Obviously, he slaughters everyone, but the 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 leader of this this brigade. Uh, and as he's about to kill him, we cut very very spontaneously and out of nowhere to an old man on a bridge who is watching Mm -hmm. and who talks for a while about both of them. And I'm very confused even now who that was. All right. Head of the Shogun, right? No. No. What it is, is (laughs) there's, they explain it very quickly in the beginning. There's three groups that are, that were formed by the Shogun to maintain order. There is, the uh like which are amazing they're like the ninjas who are basically like sent out to get information and that's the yagyu clan okay Okay. then there is the clan of assassins and i forget what their name is okay then there is the third clan which is the ito clan which serves as the uh executioners the yagyu have two 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 parts there's the public yagyu which is like a clan so basically this guy had children yeah. And two of his children became the front that everybody knows as the clan. But there's a yeah. second backup clan because they're basically ninjas. And yeah, your backup kids. Got it. Got he's it. You're basically back- like perverting yeah. the shogun's will to make the Yagyu more powerful. Your evil so that's backup actually, kids. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. got it. The backdoor ninjas. <laughs> we yeah. all got those. Yeah. So that's who this old man is. He runs what is the true version of the Yagyu ninja. So, so uh, the guy who fights him in the water is basically the the official head of the Yagyu clan in like the, the public spear, like the one that the shogun deals with. Okay, but but it, speaking of in the water, yeah, um, he, he apparently Ito has um, special, special water sword skills. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yes. Can you describe this for us, please? <laughs> pretty smart to have. Not used uh, later in the movie. <laughs> He, uh, his, his particular school of sword fighting, uh-huh. I think it's called the Suyo, is, uh, has two signature moves. It's like one is called, swords. like, the wave, the wave stroke, I think. And the it's called wave, called, what? it's called, sorry, it's called the wave slicer. I wrote it down because it sounds like a dumb jet ski. Anyway, good to <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and the other one is called the horse slicer, which is, they're whoa, known whoa. for a, a type of blow no. which basically no. cuts the legs off of a horse. Well, that's oh, the horse didn't do anything to you. Now I assume it's in battle and not just yes, like, yes, retribution. And <laughs> they 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 call it at one point. He carries a very specific <laughs> grandma. Yeah, please just come out to the horses. barn. Come out to the barn. You know, it's He's much just easier tired to get on those horses if it's so tall. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Mike, I have a quick question for you. Uh-huh. In your family, mm-hmm. are you the public front son or are you the secret underhanded evil son? Oh, I'm the evil son. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Simple that answer. guy. Can we talk about that dude? The guy yes. that looks like a wolf. Uh, the guy who I feel like they uh, were like, we need you to deliver all these lines, but your God. mouth can never actually truly open. <laughs> can you? Get- we're gonna just wire it shut like your fucking uh, Al Pacino and Godfather and try Which to deliver is these lines. Because yes, I it, don't speak Japanese, obviously, but I'm like, I can tell this guy is mumbling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I feel like people who speak Japanese are like, what the fuck did that... Because he's just like... And I'm like, he sounds like Mako in uh, Conan the Barbarian. Like, yeah, he's just, he does. He's just making noises. They, they can't possibly be words. And his mouth never fully opens. No, I, I think they tried... They said to him, said, all right, we need you to talk for a full minute, but here's only five words. And so he just had to just stretch that shit out because it was real slow. And I mean, you know, 
you know how bad someone's enunciating when a non a non natural speaker could be like, boy, that guy is not like putting me. Yeah, where you're like, I feel like everyone is like, I can't understand this dude, and they've given him. They, I will say, he they capture his appearance in the comic, but it's one of those things where it's like in the comic it doesn't look as absurd. But in sure. the movie, he has eyebrows that are like wings. Like, they're so yeah. big, and they come so far out. And every shot of him talking is like the camera is less than a foot away from his face. It's just like so close, and it's just a guy mumbling who looks like he hasn't slept in two weeks. Yeah. He always, pretty- like, he had like these big bags under his eyes, which I, I assume they put with makeup. But he just looks really unwell. And then he's mumbling, and he's like, I think that dude's having a stroke. Yeah, it's pretty great. I, I have never seen, I've never read the, the manga, but, like, I looked at that character and went, that's probably exactly what he looks like. Just because yeah. he's so, like, obviously done up in a particular way. In, like, an absurd way. Yeah. But so, yeah, yeah. I, I have to I have to move us on to a topic that I've been dying to talk about since we began this episode. So has everyone else. Is, is this okay? I think I know what topic you're going to go to, but please. I'm not even going to introduce it. I'm just going to um, read, read, read this. <clears throat> From high up in the mountain, if you shit a rocky <laughs> turd, it'll be all covered with sand. It'll tumble down like a pebble. There goes one. Here goes one. There goes one. Are you one. reading different lyrics? I think they're slightly different, but this yeah. is the lyrics I found translated for a song from uh, the movie. Um, yes, they, they use the word a hard turd in the, mo- in the uh, yeah, song. Yeah. If you yeah. drop a hard turd. If you drop a hard turd on like a Rocky Mountain. So, so this is a children's song. Like we have like, mm-hmm. you know, bring it. around the posy, like a pocket full of posies. Like that. Mm-hmm. we have that or like a <laughs> pocket full Hickory of turds. Dock. Their song is about taking a, a like a poop where you need more fiber. And yeah. just dropping a hard poop and watching it roll down a mountain. Like, and it's sung four times yes amazing right and what's insane is they do this in the comic too this song is sung and it and like in the comic i was like that's got to be like a bad translation there's no way it's hard yeah my only thought was like turd must mean like just like rubbish or something yeah 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 like 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 a rice ball and you're just like wow you guys really need to change that name but what's insane is this is the song they're singing then it cuts to the scene in which he tells his kid he's either going to murder him or he's going to join him yep. on the path mm-hmm. to be an assassin. And you're like, <laughs> I, I don't know. You, what can't, the... you can't segue into like an emotional scene with like, take a hard shit, dude. Oh <laughs> well, I, I know. It, and I'd like to say that I'm very disappointed in how little that kid helps out with the assassination. Yeah. yeah I'll be honest. Because he's really gold bricking it. <laughs> yeah. Which will, which will, I want to share a couple of the scenes because I think of the movies that we've covered on this podcast, this one has the highest percentage of people who probably did not watch it um but because it's a little bit hard to find and it's a little bit outside of a lot of people's sort of yeah, I, a lot of people aren't going to probably sit that and watch a subtitled film but it cuts to a scene in which the robed uh, uh lone wolf ito is sitting with his son who is at this point even younger than he is obviously throughout the movie it's like a it's a flashback yeah, he's, so he's, he's like he's a legit imp. he's like he's a, in the in the comic sense he's like six months old i don't know how he's already crawling he's a little this bit younger so quick He's a little bit younger than the than the child we watched the hero murder in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, and he places him in <laughs> he front offers of. Offers <laughs> to kill him. This he guy's offers... got a real mo. Yeah, he offers. He him... sees a child. He's like, "Give me my sword." <laughs> I got. I got. I gotta give this kid a quick way out. Uh... He he presents. I know it's in store, man. Just let me end it. Here's a fan. Tap it to you, and it's all done. He, he puts he puts in front of this kid his sword and the coolest looking ball I have ever seen yes. and says, pick one. If you choose the sword, you could be an assassin. If you choose the ball, I will cut your head off. I will send you to your mother <laughs> yes, in the afterlife. Yes. Now, now, I am not a, an Eastern religion expert, but I believe that's actually a nice thing to do for a baby. Um, yes, I think it's a dick move, Michael. Well, what, what he's saying is, is your life will be suffering if you come with me. It's going to be terrible because basically, for them, they're giving up the right to ever, like they'll never make it to heaven, right? Because of what they're going to do is going to violate all the tenets of Buddhism, Bushido, everything. They're, they go on the path to Mafudo, which is like the road to hell. And so which he's like, like, if you come with me, called. 
Yeah, cart. all the titles, all the titles of these movies are all like Baby Cart to Hell, Baby. Yeah, cart. Baby Cart on the River Sticks. Uh, yeah, it's sick, all just sick tricks hell. in Hades with the Baby Cart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Goofy Foot style uh, uh, aerial <laughs> flip to hell. <laughs> Sorry. Please continue about the. This guy's got a sword. Something something hell. H- Hades half pipe with a baby cart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got Hellboy. Oh no, we got sued for that one. Um, 180 McNasty to hell. Sulfur and sick flips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean White comes along to hell. <laughs> Lone Wolf and Cub featuring Sean White was a weird departure from the series. One of my favorites, actually. It's yeah, really actually well done. Oh, boy, he does. Sorry. What about going to hell to meet? Oh, no, that, that's basically it. Is So, yeah, it's like a nice thing to do is like he's offering to be like, if I kill you. You'll as a like a, as a baby, you'll go to the afterlife and you'll see your mother, and then your you'll mother, actually yeah. be reincarnated. And afterlife so he's like, is like yeah, normal. Like it's like a, not a normal. Like it's you're not dead, right? The world's not over. You go to the afterlife, you're just gonna. It's, it's another yeah, realm. That's so the yeah, yeah. Like, they follow the idea of they have reincarnation in the Japanese Buddhism of the time, where like yeah. once you die, you will come back. Now this so, movie, this part of the movie spawned a phrase that I repeated throughout the movie, which was just me saying, "Movie." Wait. <laughs> yeah. Movie, you don't have to do this. <laughs> and you can you can write your the, own story movie. You can really just you don't have to this do this. This is weird all scene. like shot for shot from the con- like it is absurd wow. how close I like I give them credit. This is probably the closest adaption of anything we've ever watched. Wow. Set, like short of maybe Watchmen, which is like a shot by shot remake. Yeah. But yeah. this movie is so close. Almost all the dialogue is pulled directly from the comic. But this is like one of those things where I I see why they probably cut most of this out in Shogun's Assassin because it's so Japanese that I think most people are like I don't understand he's gonna murder his son <laughs> like it is so weird that you're like pick this ball and I'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> pick this sword and things are gonna be good it's like this is a terrible life lesson also I wondered how many times they had to film that scene before the kid crawled towards the sword <laughs> yeah. There's definitely some 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 kids behind. There's definitely some some, some crew behind the camera. Back yeah, there. parents parents like come here. It's like take forty eight. Will this stupid kid crawl towards the sword? Hey, can we get a less cool ball in here? This kid yeah. loves this fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, coming up, coming up. It looks like a fucking Christmas ornament as big as his head. He's oh, the kid's so gonna say no. Him. Okay, the kid's crawling to the sword. Finally, he's standing up. Oh wait, he slipped and fell. Fuck, we need a new baby. New baby. All right, the. <laughs> Or the actor just keeps killing the babies when they touch the ball. Yeah, he's like, no, why do we have to get a method actor? So this is all the pretense you get to understand who Ido is and understand the relationship with his son as he travels around. Then we get into what is the actual plot of this movie, the, the sort of justice that he's going to rain out uh, against a, a villain. And I got to say, I probably couldn't buckle it up for you into a tight a tight couple of sentences because... He runs into a bunch of people who offer to pay him, and they ambush him. He goes to a hot spring, seemingly pointlessly. And this is what is confusing in in the story of in the comic. These are two, there's no there's no like group of people he's hunting at this hot spring. He actually just goes to the hot spring. Okay, and Which there's these criminals here. here, but one of them recognizes who he is, so he murders them all. It's, like, really weird. It's, like, the first time in the comic where he's just like, nope, you motherfuckers knew who I was? Because later he just tells everybody. <laughs> like, he just brings it up in conversation. So these guys got a real raw deal. But basically, that is it, is they recognize who he is. And so so nobody will know it's him. He kills them. So this Plus, was, they're going to murder these other people. This so he kind of like just does it. James Bond situation. Because you got to imagine, like, early on, James Bond was like, no, don't say my fucking name. I'm, I'm a, a spy. spy. Yeah. <laughs> and then later on, he's like, you know what? I like the way that sounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So basically what, what we're talking about here is, is is there's some weird thing in the middle, but effectively he ends up with the kid at this village that has been taken hostage. Hot Springs by, in Hell. Uh, yeah, Hot Springs in Hell. Uh by a bunch of criminals that are there and they're eventually going to move on or whatever, but they're laying low or whatever they're fucking doing in this. They're supposed to, what it is is he's hired by these people, which this scene is insane. They hire him and the test to see if he's really Ogami Ito, these two guys run in and try to kill him. And then he just kills them. And they're like, well, you're the right guy. It's like, seriously, that was your plan. The test to see if it was the right dude. I feel like you could have just asked. 
it's a perfect like Zatsuichi style scene too, because he's sitting on the floor and the guy's coming behind him real quick, and he just like doesn't even he doesn't move, get up, doesn't look. He just pulls his sword right behind him and it kills them both. It's fucking pretty great. Yeah, and then their guy's like, "All right, you're really him." I'm like, "Or you just got lucky." I mean, I really feel like <laughs> Samurai under a lot of the lies, so you could have just asked him probably. So they hire him, and what it is is as near as I could tell, they're going to kill the lord of the han that they're in and they're going to do it in a place that's going to look like they were just the victims of like robbery and that's why they've hired this group of thugs so they want these people to be killed but they don't want it to look like it was an, like that another han is paid because they want to yeah, absorb yeah, yeah. it that's the best i could get out of it because this is this storyline is not in the comic at all and i could not figure out what the fuck they were talking about yeah it was shaky but uh but when we get to the hot springs shit kicks off for real that the, the, the middle section is a little shaky but when we arrive at the hot springs not only do we have what ultimately uh transcends into a, a massive very nice very cool sword fight with secret baby cart weapons mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but also includes some questionable action <laughs> yeah, there's weird things that go on. well i'll real okay, quick here yeah well, real quick just... here we, we, we before we get to that we do meet a character that i fell in love with that is not the hero which we all refer to as <laughs> flying knives guy who um is a member of this band i mean they're all like tough looking motherfuckers right they all have that like badass scar you get that like starts in the forehead and mm-hmm. then goes like a, between your eyes but doesn't like ruin an eye yeah um, yeah because yeah, you still need depth perception yeah but you want to look like you've been you've been in some shit mm-hmm. and then you have of course the other guy who has like a big heavy metal eye patch and mm-hmm. you got sideburns you dude. have the one guy who's just like way too much hair yep too much hair that's his power he's really big but has way too much hair and then you have fucking flying knives guy who is constantly throwing daggers constantly talking about wanting to throw daggers he is the first person in every scene to be like let's just fucking kill everybody (laughs) he is just on cocaine he's always at 11 start to finish and i fucking love it he is just ready to turn every scene into a bloodbath it's so good yeah he's he's always he's like you said the first thing out of his mouth is like let's fucking kill him and then even his criminal friends are like no no dude 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 <laughs> just Later. i wrote like three times i wrote knife guy chill <laughs> yeah he gets legit mad because his like cohorts are like that's a pretty good samurai and he's like what fuck him i'm gonna go kill him you're just like wow dude i have you seen how fast i throw knives i'll stab your son <laughs> he says he says i'll stab yeah. your son. you get out of line i'll kill your son you're just like wow come on bro <laughs> man uh and then are you talking about chill. the next questionable yes because uh fkg uh uh brings <laughs> Enters the sort of hostage room where he's now placed Ito and his son. Which is a sauna, yeah. which is very nice of them. Yeah. yeah. And he's, he's super pissed. That yeah, he's real mad. He's super pissed that his friends think that Ito is a good samurai. That's that's the crux of what's happening is they were like, ooh, that guy's tough. And, and he was like, inter- fuck him, man. He was making fun of my throwing knives. And then he's like, let's go kill him. You're like, what? Do you know how fast I can throw him? Um, because this scene doesn't need to happen. Like, they're not here to like move him somewhere or extort him he for just anything. comes for a fight <laughs> he just comes for a fight and then we're introduced to a, a secondary character who introduces me to a word i or a phrase i did not know existed mm. uh that that uh is a, either the translation of a japanese word or just a new fun concept called a pillow thief yeah, yeah. It's, it's there's a legit japanese word for it it's a person who uh, like a prostitute that robs you while you're asleep <laughs> it's great it's a good fucking word yeah <laughs> So they're introduced to this bevy of hostages, all of which who are, I there's like a sick samurai and like a yeah, there's a samurai guy. who has consumption apparently. Yeah, mm-hmm. his, and then there's like his like junior. There's like a pickpocket. Supposed to be like a pickpocket, a gambler, and a low level yakuza member, which seems odd that they're going to kill him because I'm like, isn't yeah. he a criminal too? And, and then, then the, the pillow the thief, pillow thief, <laughs> which is a prostitute. Yeah, and. After uh, one of these tough guy exchanges that they have where Ito refuses to even, like, open his eyes and, like, engage FKG, um, they he, he decides that the best way to shame him is to have him have sex with the pillow thief woman. And this is yet another scene where, like, while watching this movie, I have several notes that are like, 
this movie's so fucking Japanese, and then things that say, man, the Japanese have some really weird, strict rules about <laughs> honor that yeah. just do not make sense. And basically, what happens is this woman tries to, they're gonna like, he's gonna basically, this guy's just gonna beat Ido to death with uh, his sword inside of his scabbard. He's just like hitting him with it repeatedly, trying to get him to stand up and fight him. And so she tries to stop him. And she says, you know, he's he can't beg for his life because he's a samurai. He still has to show, like, save face. So the guy's like, all right, well, I won't do anything if you two will fuck. And the idea is supposed to be he's punishing this woman for talking because he doesn't think the samurai will actually fuck her. So he's gonna he just wants to kill this woman for trying to backtalk him. And then Ito's like, no, I'll do it. And it's just like, you're like, wait, what? And then they straight up fuck in what is the most confusing sex scene I've ever seen in my life. It reminds me of, you guys have seen Demolition Man, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Remember the oh, I know VR exactly sex what scene you mean. where it's just like random shots of body parts and you're like, I don't oh, think yeah, those yeah. can connect. That's what it's it like, is. It's like it's like five. Layers. Yeah, it's like they filmed five or six just individual body parts and then just like layered them into one scene. Yeah. There's and just like one disembodied boob. It's not like, two. Ever, it's just one boob and a nipple's clear in every shot. It's kind of like if you ever wanted sex to be more like a Windows screensaver, because yeah, that's kinda, what you're gonna it, get. it was really seventiesy. Like it was. It's very, like how like, I feel sex in Twin Peaks would be. <laughs> yeah, well, it was very like almost like kaleidoscopy at times. Yeah. Yes, and like, but it was meant to be. It was meant to be gentle. Like it was filmed in a gentle way. Yeah, because the it's point is so fucking weird. Which is so oh, fucked is. up. But the point the movie's perspective was trying to make was that he was doing something sacrificial to assuage these fuckers so that they could both live. Yeah. Which I get. But as we're winding the, as we're winding up to the scene and they're slowly disrobing, I'm like, movie. Yeah, movie. It's just a samurai movie. Please, just have him murder everyone. The sword is right there. He has for, it. I was waiting for naked sword play. Because be at this point, his sword is in front of him, and we all know he's unstoppable. Yeah, his son is safe on the outside of the room. In a, on a yeah, that's the other thing too. We I don't know out. why he, he doesn't then just fucks this woman in front of all the other captives. His sleeping son, who is asleep on some blankets, mm. and four criminals, and he just. It has a very loving, tender sex scene. A lot of nice neck kisses. I mean, it was yeah. real In nice. which they imply he totally made her come. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, later she says, could you pleasure a woman? And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't need to know you finished. Well, I'm that... very upset that this happened in general. Please don't go into any more detail. Mike and I picked up on the interpretation of that scene was that the, the hostages accuse or suggest that Ido is pathetic. That he, yes. he he just desperately out of out of cowardly fear slept with her to to keep the both of them from dying, yeah. and then her argument that he actually did it honorably and not out of fear but out of courage was because that he was able to perform. He was which, able to have an erection. She says, so, "Ask your little man downstairs." I think is what she yeah, says. Yeah, it's so good. So. She she offers up his boner as mm-hmm. proof of his courage, yeah, yeah. which is and the coolest sentence I have said today. Well, it, it, it does. That's when I was like, you know what? This Edo guy's the real deal. Yeah. Well, there's the classic phrase. You guys are probably familiar with yeah. it. If you're hard, you ain't scarred. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've heard that one. I don't. I don't think I've heard that one. <laughs> I mean, it's on Mike's t-shirt right now. Yeah, so. It does not roll off the tongue well. Well, you do have to change. It is a lazy rhyme because you have to change the last yeah, word to rhyme with the first one. It's but. like a half rhyme in the sense that they don't yeah. rhyme at all. It's like a yeah. flaccid rhyme. But, but Mike, uh, but Pope. Unlike I'm like, Ido's <laughs> penis, am I right, guys? It, it wasn't very courageous. I can uh, admit that. Mike, I'm going uh, Mike, I'm gonna just uh, Mike, to, do you have a turgid rhyme? <laughs> Mike, I'm going to need you to back me up on this, but Pope's uh, t-shirt, I think. Uh, I think we could just get it. Yeah, if you're hard, you ain't scarred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, and uh, and at this point, like, at this point, we just kind of, we start just stacking the villain deck. Just yeah, because more people show more up. More people show up. He has not murdered anybody yet. He seems to just literally have a family vacation for a little bit. Well, and he, he hangs out in the spa. It is also insane because at this point, yeah. we've seen him murder like 80 people at once. Like, he kills all of these fully armed and wearing full yeah. body armor guys who come to arrest him. He murders them just like, as if it's just like, whatever. And then all of a sudden, like you said, he's here and you're like, I don't understand. Why does he just kill all these guys instantly? Like, why is he waiting? But he because, does. Because he, he has to use that hot spring. 
Because he has two things. During this scene where he's being like like uh, encouraged to have sex with the pillow thief, his sword is placed at his feet. It's right there. And then later we learn that his cart is just full of weapons. He's got like yeah, nine weapons. In that yeah, which is one of the best parts of uh, Lone Wolf and Cub. Is oh, absolutely. The baby carriage has like the handle pops off and it has a like a blade that comes out of it. All of the like where everything's like ta- or, like wrapped around it with like string has little knives underneath it that he can pull out and throw. He can take off the sides and connect them to form a giant double bladed nagamenta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the bottom of it in several of the stories is actually made of a solid piece of metal, so that if people try to shoot at him, he can tip the card over and hide behind. Him. Which, which he, he does. does. Which yeah. happens multiple times in the comics. To the point That's where awesome. you're like, I don't think that many people had guns. <laughs> yeah. And also, they all seem to think you should shoot at the knees, apparently. Yeah. yeah. The guy who has the cavalry pistols is, like, based partially on a, a story that's in the comic. But he when he fires, he fires once and hits the cart and it bounces off. And then he's like, what? And then fires again. And I'm like, bro, what are you, like a goldfish? Did you just forget what happened? Like... <laughs> Aim high. Wait for him to yeah. pop his head up. What are you doing? <laughs> but this is a good time to talk about the action in this movie because this has the... This scene is where it goes bonkers. Yeah, but I mean, just across the board, the fighting has a, a number of, 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 of trademarks of Japanese oh, samurai yeah. cinema, which is fucking blood packs, blood packs, blood packs. Yeah, and then, and then bright, opaque blood yes and and mountains halloween blood yeah when he cuts that guy's head off when he's running and and the baby's on his back yeah and it blinds him and he cuts that guy's head off and his lifeless corpse like slow-mo falls with just no head blood just spraying out of it there's like a musical cue that like the blood doesn't quite isn't patter out but it like gets a little less than it was and then there's this musical cue and it just gushes more (laughs) it's amazing like blood in japanese films from this era is like as if they think people are like pressurized and the world around us is a vacuum (laughs) like when you get cut it's just like blood is like i need to go as far as possible as quickly i mean nobody's blood would possibly ever come out like that or surgery could never happen it's so absurd and i love every minute of it I mean, imagine if that was like everyday life. Like you were at work and you got a nosebleed, oh. and it just fucking just. just oh my god! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but what if what if you? That's how it was, and you had to repressurize yourself every day. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. you would die. You'd have to get it like a soda stream and like plug it into your asshole and like get it going, and then you can get through your day. Stop! Stop at the gas station. Put that. Yep. Uh, yep. Tire yep. Inflator get it in there. You gotta get it going, man. I mean, when one guy gets killed, literally what has to be the blood that would be in seven people comes out of the wound in about two seconds. It just is like this... It's like the scene in The Shining... Or The Shining, sorry, I always call it that because of Simpsons. uh, When the elevator doors (laughs) open and the blood pours out like that's what it looks like when somebody in one of these movies gets cut it's yeah. it's so it's, amazing and, and there's a scene in the in the in the finale fight where he tumbles and slices a guy at the shins which is just <laughs> me oh yeah and, and and there's the, just a shot of his feet with like half his legs still his feet are so hard good. planted to the ground they don't fall over or go flying <laughs> i mean they stay exactly where he was that's standing. how sharp that's how sharp those blades are and that's how that's how good that guy's metal stance was. He was just mm-hmm. he was planted. He yeah, was also that. And then but, yeah, point, this is where people just start losing limbs. But it's so good because there's such good choreography for certain parts of this fight with just like cascades of blood, just like painting the ground behind him, or he'll like he'll like gut a guy and then turn, and then the guy will collapse behind him and like the mm-hmm. in the in the background. So much cool shots, beautiful framing. The music is like coming to this crescendo. And there's points where you feel like maybe the director wanted a lunch break because it's like, all right, we have five more guys to kill. What if we just did like a dolly tracking shot and they all went, whoa, yeah. <laughs> out of the way as if they've just been stabbed. And there's no sword. You don't see anything. Just a bunch of guys going, yeah. oh, no. Yeah. There, there's, there's one really cool shot that I thought was actually pretty clever uh, at the, in the finale scene. I think it was the finale where the camera is set a certain way and then someone runs mostly off camera. But just like so, their head's out of frame. But you see the rest of their body, yeah. and so so Ido like cuts his head off. 
So that so effectively the, the the choreography was run over here. You'll be slightly out of frame, and then we're just gonna drop your head from above the frame. <laughs> and like, like I was like, oh, that looked. I mean, it looked fake or whatever. But it was kind of. I kind of was like, yeah, fuck yeah, that, whatever. That was yeah. great. Like, all right, we're. Gonna, I just seeing the 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 meat being made. Was and I fun. would rewatch <laughs> that finale scene like two more times, like oh, right sure. now. Oh like, yeah, that's how good I, it was. I cannot recommend enough if you get the second movie or find the clip from Shogun's Assassin of when he fights the three brothers. They're called like the Ben Bentar brothers or something. I forget what their name is. Sure. But they have like they all have like a special way to fight. Like one of them reverse draws his sword, one of them carries a club, and one of them has like claws. But he cuts cool. one guy's throat and they talk about if you do a perfect cut, it whistles as your heart mm-hmm. tries to pump blood and it can't go, so it whistles as it squirts the blood out. And this guy has like a monologue while you just hear this <laughs> in the background. It's, I cannot recommend that scene enough. It's I'm down- so I'm downloading and amazing. the second movie now. <laughs> oh, it's it's highly worth it. I, I recommend that. But yeah, th- this also is too, is like absurd because you're like, oh yeah, this shit's getting awesome. And then he just packs up and walks away and the movie ends. You're like, oh. Yeah. We were I, all surprised. That's a real downer. You I really like, built me up and then just disappeared yeah. on me. Where's Weird Wolfman? I thought he was like set up yeah. as the main bad guy or something. Yeah, no, he he totally a Hulk TV shows it. And he's like, I'm all done here. Time to sad yeah. walk away. I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's like, oh. <laughs> Which I will tell yes. you, that is the story of the 28 volumes, is his eventual revenge on the Yagyu clan. Okay. And it is the most confusing ending to anything I've ever read in my life. <laughs> Gotta okay. get into it. Um... With that, that I think we've covered the movie. Any, any, uh, any lightning round bullet points that you didn't get out of your notes? Oh, I actually, I think Pogues might be able to answer a mystery for me. Um, early on, when we see the flashback with the the wife, Ido's wife, and they're talking about stuff, uh, he, he, they refer, they reference the five realms. Um, yeah, that's and, a that's part of Buddhism, Japanese Buddhism. But. Okay, can you fill in the blanks? Because three of them were hell, ghouls, and beasts. Whoa, cool. What were the other two? Do you know? Uh, they... the, it's supposed to be... Uh, there's hell, beast, slaughter... Soft serve ice cream. I forget cream. what the other one is, and then the fifth is man. Okay. But I forget what the fourth one is. Well, one and was it's ghouls, like, 100%. That might, maybe that is it. Maybe it's ghouls and then humans. I, I, yeah. I don't remember exactly. But yeah, that's like the idea that there's like these... And there's actually supposed to be six of them. I don't know why he says five. But it's supposed to be like they're the different worlds. And that's why he keeps saying that they leave the world of men. They're no longer in the realm of human. They're in the realm of like hell and demons. Okay, okay. And there's like... There's tons of like... In the Japanese Buddhism, like demons are like men with like horses' heads. It look like they're like, uh, like a. What, you ever seen like a horse like after it's run a lot and its eyes are like bulging out, and it's like frothing at the mouth. That's what no, they look like. No, they're terrifying. No. no, that's that's rabid. That's that's what? that's. A yeah, scare. it looks like a horse that's like getting ready to die. Oh god! Take it, you guys don't watch a lot of old westerns where they were not real worried about PETA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Suppose not. But yeah, that's the, the. It's just all part of, like I said, like old Japanese Buddhism. So okay. I, I have, a, I have a, a, one of the final questions for the episode, which I may not actually know the answer to for you guys. But mm. the question is, and I'll start with you, Michael. Would you recommend this movie? Oh fuck yes! Yeah, see, I, I couldn't tell because oh no, it's weird, and there are some upsetting parts to it. But I think it's a little shit slow in the beginning. Yes, it yeah. certainly is. I, I, I'm almost curious to see the recut because I imagine I can't tell if it would be like annoying because they just sort of throw throw giant chunks of story away or if i would like it more because it kind of streamlines some of the weirdness yeah i um, really liked how weird a lot of it was yeah and it also oh we didn't mention the weird soundscape that especially in the beginning of the movie oh, right. There's it's like no just audio. absolutely silent oh, except for yes, some i meant to ask things. that i thought something was wrong with my computer no, it's just an no. interesting Because there's, like, times choice. he's, like, running, and they're, like, fighting, and there's no sound until he cuts someone open. And then all of a sudden there's, like, the sound of, you know, like, them tearing yeah. open a bag And, like, his sword, <laughs> his sword never makes a sound when he draws it. And, like, yeah, there's just a bunch of points it's, where... I, I think it's supposed to be, like, isolating. Or, it's interesting. It's, a, it's an artistic choice, I yeah. assume. But in the end of the movie, by the end of the movie, they don't quite do it. But I found in those spaces where it used to be silent... I think a lot of the time there was the sound of like running water. In you some could way. always hear noise, so you knew that the sound didn't go out. 
Yeah. But to me, it sounded like you're listening to like something on surround sound and like you just didn't have two of your speakers. Like yeah. it just sounded like there was like, a piece missing. May- who, yeah, like, maybe like it was. Part of the tracks missing. I liked it. I thought it was really weird and it, it yeah. drew, my, drew my attention a certain way into certain things. I focused on those things that made the sounds. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, but I wonder what if it's not? What if it's just a bad encoding to Amazon? No, and but, like, so we're watching this artistic right. it, piece. It, it, gave, it gives power to the things that make noise. Yeah. You know, it, it, like, like him cutting someone open, like mm-hmm. had a, like a resonance. That was, that was actually really interesting. Yeah. Um, well, that's it for me. Oh, sorry, Pokes. Did you, would you recommend anyone watch this movie? Uh, yeah, I, I think I would recommend it. I enjoyed it, but again, I'm obviously the target demographic. Yes, <laughs> I love the that. Comic. Has been made clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is one of the few times. Uh, you know, I'm not going to badmouth the source material. I love this comic, <laughs> so I enjoyed it. I would say it is real slow in the beginning, and I did also. I was just looking through my notes while you were just talking, and I did have this note, which just says. Man, not a lot of great roles for women in this movie. Right before the yeah. scene where, he, where that woman's forced to have sex with a, a chubby yeah. Ito. I was like, mm, I feel bad. Women are getting a real raw deal in this movie. They either get murdered or are insane. Well, no to be accurate, they were getting a raw deal during that period, too. Yeah. So. Oh, there were no condoms. <laughs> no, not what we meant. I know I you cut out for a second, so I'm not sure. Do you just want to repeat I know what he yourself said. for a second? I know what he oh, said. Never I'm mind not that. gonna make him repeat it. Oh. <laughs> Probably good. Well with that, uh I think we'll we'll call it put a button on uh Lone Wolf and Cub, uh Sick Tricks in the Underworld and um uh, uh Maybe one day we'll do Baby Cart on the River Sticks, which I believe is the sequel. I'm absolutely all about it. Um as always you can find any any of our social media for our podcast, not another origin story, uh, pretty much anywhere. You can find mine at the Disco Pony on Twitter, namely, is where you can come to find me, Pogues. Uh, where can people come to see your art? Uh, Instagram, it's Pogues. Perfect. That's my name for everything. And Mike, Mike what about you? Bring our us in. Buddy Mike. Uh, well, I mean, I have another podcast called B-Movie Mania. Uh, Don't plug other podcasts. No, I'm oh, just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have... <laughs> Uh, and, and as we said, it's a podcast we highly recommend. You yeah. recently did some of uh, the fantastic, the yeah, yeah. Fantastic I, we, we did one of the. So there's four of us, and so we each get to pick movies. And one of the guys happened to pick the Roger Corman Fantastic Four, which I was a guest on this for. Uh, so we, uh, yeah, we do that. So if you want to hear a crossover situation, love it uh, without us because not, we sorry, not a crossover like that. Mike. Yeah, crossover content wise. Um, but crossover yeah, so much as they stole our idea. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one of our central guests, Chris Arneson, too. Yeah, Arneson was on. I had Arneson on. Um, so that what? was that. That's but even that- more insane. <laughs> uh, I'm deeply upset by this news. I'm boycotting this episode. Um, ben, Ben's going to be on the 100th episode of my other podcast, Catch Up Kitchen Catch Ups. Sure am. Which is pretty exciting. So that's coming up for episode 100 in, a, in about a week. Love it. So Or whenever this drops, I don't know. So that's going to be a thing. So check check those out, I guess. Be Perfect. Mini and Catch Up Kitchen Catch Ups. <laughs> Um, that's what I got. Social media, B movie, I don't know, B movie mania. Double it. <laughs> Find it. It's around. All right. Um, well, Pogues, any any final notes or? Are we all no, good? I think that's it. You can, you know, we'll try. One of us will try to remember to post this episode on our Facebook page. So if people have comments or want to tell me if I'm wrong about something, which is highly possible, feel free to go to facebook.com/naospod. Tell us any movies you'd like to see us do. We kind of did this based on a semi. Uh, recommendation from a friend of mine who pointed out we should be doing movies based on Japanese comics so let's hope he's super excited when he hears this episode until next week I have a brave erection I'm Courage Boner <laughs>